Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. As we are very busy in life, we must take some moments to pause and think of our family and especially our children. If you're a parent this morning, I think uh, you're busy throughout the week, maybe six or maybe even up to seven days a week trying to work, pay your bills, and, uh, and you're trying to do your best to uh, just hold the uh, life together. And, uh, and one of the big reasons why is because of your family and then especially your children you're thinking about. And we must take some moments to greatly appreciate our marriage and family and children as we think about Mother's Day today. You know, one great psalm that we should remember is Psalm 128, and it's concerning the man and also his family, but there's some wonderful principles to recognize, not only as a man, but as a family as a whole. The Bible reads in verse 1 of Psalm 128, it says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walk in his way. And if you want the blessings of God, you've got to fear the Lord first. And if you want to really uh, see, God's wonderful uh, uh, grace poured out on your life. You got to walk with Him, and I think about Noah and his family that was saved from the judgment to come. And the Bible says that Noah was found in the grace of God, and we got to walk in the grace of God, and we got to fear the Lord if you want to be blessed. And if you uh, look up, uh, think about verse two, and what kind of blessings does the Lord give to those people who are fearing Him? And also walking in him, well, in verse 2 it says, For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, meaning uh, you'll be financially helped, and then uh, you'll be able to provide for your family. It says, Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. And it continues on in verse 3, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the size of thine house. Thy children, like olive plants, round about thy table. So what are the blessings here concerning the family? A person who fears the Lord or a person uh, who is walking in his grace. And how are they blessed? Well, number one, they're blessed in every way uh, 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 with uh, the provisions that they need. Maybe uh, getting the meals and maybe paying the bills or maybe uh, having a home and uh, having a land, as we think about in those days. And, and they'll be provided for that if you are fearing the Lord and walking in his way. But not only that, the Bible says a wife will be fruitful, and uh, meaning the wife will bear children. And the Bible continues on to say in verse 3, Thy children, like all the plants, round about thy table. So the greatest blessing for an individual and as a family is to have children. And that's what the Bible is saying here in verse 3. And we must recognize that children are from the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 3, look at it with me on the screen. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. You see, God's reward for a family is that the wife will bear children and that she will become a mother and to rear their children. And the Bible says that is my reward to the family. It's very clear that God desires to bless us with children, which means he desires for us to be parents. 
And it is a good thing to be a father today. And most importantly, as we think about Mother's Day, it is a wonderful, great privilege to be a mother as well. And, uh, and, and on this Mother's Day, all mothers should rejoice and praise the Lord for the fruit of the womb that you have received. And they are God's blessing in your life, and they are God's heritage in your life. And they are God's reward in your life. So as mothers, that title alone should encourage you to know that God has blessed you already. And you might be burdened with different cares of your life, and you might be somewhat stressed out throughout the week, but the Bible is very clear that God has already blessed you. And if you have children today, hey, you have received the blessings from the Lord, and God has rewarded you, and we ought to praise Him for that. And God has blessed you with children. Give thanks to the Lord. And as mothers, I'm sure you want to be used of God to be a blessing to your children. And God desires to use you in that way too. And as you're blessed to be a mother, God desires for you to be a mother who cares and who nurtures and guide their children. And some mothers do neglect their children, do not care for their children. And they see them as a burden rather than a blessing. But I hope as mothers that you change your mind concerning that if you have that kind of attitude or that perception in life. I hope every child that God gives you is a blessing. And uh, you are not to see it as a burden, but as a great responsibility and a great accountability to the Lord who has given you that blessing. And you ought to care for your child. You ought to nurture your child and also guide your child. I think about some great men in the past. And Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of All Baptist preacher, once said, I cannot tell how much I owe to the prayers of my good mother. And uh, this man uh, owed it to his mom about concerning how he became to be the man of God. He says, I thank God I had a mother who prayed for me. And I think about Theodore Roosevelt also once said, praying mothers are America's greatest assets. And uh, Abraham Lincoln, recalling his own mother, said, no one is poor who had a godly mother. You see, uh, Throughout history, I think many great men and many people who have great statures and, and great positions in life, they recognize that they had a good mother, a good upbringing, a mother who cared and guided and nurtured and also even taught them concerning life. And for mothers to be responsible to take care and nurture their children is not just based on society or human nature, but I believe it's very biblical. And uh, Titus chapter 2, look at verse 4 and 5. It says here that they may teach the young woman to be sober, to love their husband, to love their who? Children. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And uh, uh, ladies today, and, and mothers especially, would you allow God to use you to be sober, as the Bible says? To be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to your own husband, and to love your husband. And the topic of children and mothers say, to love your children as the Bible says. Because if you don't do these things, the word of God is very clear that the word, the Bible, is being blasphemed. It's a very heavy responsibility. And I hope you don't take it lightly this morning. And I'm sure you don't want to blaspheme the word of God through maybe some careless and poor testimony of your life. I hope you are sober and chaste and keepers at home and discreet and also loving your husband and loving your children. 
a testimony of a godly wife and a mother who takes care of a home is biblical, and no one should be ashamed of that this morning. If you're a keeper at home, a lady or a mother who's taking care of their children, don't be ashamed of that. The world might say, oh, be your own uh, uh, person and, and uh, venture out in your life and do your own thing. And, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a job, but do not be ashamed of the fact that you're a mother and you have children and you take care of them and you do your best for your family. And there's nothing wrong with that, my friend. And God sees that to be good. And uh, we need to make sure we see the biblical perspective, not the worldly perspective. The family should be proud of their moms too, God's people say. Amen. For taking care of the children. And if you're a child today, to take care of you. And they have to put up with you, amen. And it's not always an easy thing. And uh, my mother had to put up with me. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just simply saying we ought to be proud of our moms. Yes, they're not all perfect, but I believe of their sacrifice and their love for what they have done for us should be honored and should be praised. And the husband should be proud of their wives. And the husband should not be embarrassed of what the mothers do for their children and for their home. And should not be judgmental and try to not to in any way, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 shame them in front of their friends, in front of their maybe co-workers. I hope you praise your wife in front of your friends. I hope you praise uh, 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 the mother of your children in front of other people and be proud of your wives. And the children should be proud of their moms. And, and in the scripture, there are many examples of godly mothers. And one that stands out in the New Testament is a lady by the name Eunice. And I believe Eunice knew the great role of being a mother not just being a mother, but being a golly mother. A golly mother who, took care, who takes care of her children in the way of the Lord. Not in the way of the world. Not in the way of what she seems to be, uh, think that is best. But uh, what God desires for her to do. And what God, her, what God desires for her to be. And uh, so she is only mentioned a few times in the New Testament. But God uses her testimony to uplift and honor a mother who reared his children. Uh, whose child, I'm sorry, Timothy, and the admonition of the Lord. And I'm sure Eunice had some uh, pause in her life to kind of consider what the summarization of her life would be. I think she had to probably had to focus to recognize that Timothy had to be a godly man one day. And I believe she poured out her life for this young man and prayed for him and uh, uh, taught him in the way of God. And that she was humble and she was submissive and to the will of the Lord. And she could have done other things in life, but we see in the New Testament that her testimony is that she was a godly mother. And I hope, ladies, today you take this example. And I hope you treasure in your heart that you could be a Eunice. And that you could raise up a Timothy in your life. And I hope if you're a single lady this morning, not married, that you would have a great, wonderful uh, desire to be a godly mother one day and to raise up a Timothy in your life. And uh, I think uh, uh, many people do not think of this as a great honor, but I believe, as from the biblical standpoint, it is a wonderful testimony that lasts for all eternity to rear up godly children 
And uh, I hope this morning, this message will be a great encouragement. So what can we learn from Eunice as mothers and even as parents today and, and also even future parents? I'd like to share with you three bright testimony of Eunice's parenting. Three bright testimony of Eunice's parenting. First of all, Eunice, a saved mother. She was a saved mother. Being born again makes a huge difference, God's people say. You know. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, let's read this together. Ready? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You see, a person who has received Christ as personal Savior has put away the old life and put on the new after the inward man. And if you are not born again, ladies and gentlemen, you're trying to raise your children and you're trying to make your family work through some philosophies of the world and through the works of the flesh. And those things won't work. And any change in your life, any change in your family, any change in the children's life could only take, uh, take place by the Holy Spirit of God's power. And a saved mother has that wonderful presence in her life and that she is directed in the way of the Lord and that she is guided by the Scripture. Why? Because she is born again. She has received Christ as her personal Savior. And her first priority is to please the Lord. As she pleases the Lord, she follows through His instructions and His commandments how to be a good wife and also how to be a good mother. A saved mother is the first step that uh, any mother needs to take. And I hope you're born again this morning. I hope you're saved this morning because without salvation, I believe nothing can change for uh, uh, for all eternity or in a, uh, a permanent basis as we live this life. And uh, I hope you consider your soul. Are you born again today? Have your sins been forgiven? Are you having that right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you an enemy of God? Are you a sinner who is bound to go to the lake of fire, separated from the Lord? Your mind is darkened, your heart is darkened, and you don't know the way of the Lord. You don't know how to seek the Lord. You don't even know how to seek the Scripture. And through, that, uh, through it all, you don't know how to cope with the burdens of family and also even raise your children. And if you're in that position today, hey, there is Jesus Christ who wants to save your soul and make your life new, and He wants to change your life, and not only your life, also your household. I want to encourage you to receive Christ this morning if you're not born again, if you're not saved. And I'm not just talking about this temporary life here, about rearing children, and those things are wonderful, and those things are important. That is a topic of this message. But I wonder where your soul will end as you take the last breath of your life. Where would you go after you die? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? The Bible says, the soul that's in it, it shall die. For the wages of sin is death. You see, the penalty of sin is death, my friend. Adam and Eve sinned against the Lord by disobeying to eat of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And God said, God warned them before they took the fruit, ye shall surely die. Of course, spiritually they die, and man is made up of three Components, the spirit, the soul, and the flesh, okay, the body. And the spirit died, so God cannot have communion and relationship with man anymore. Why? Because God is a spirit. 
That's why Jesus Christ says he must be born again. You see, if you only have a body and soul, if your body dies, you only have a soul left, and since you don't have the spirit, you cannot go to heaven, my friend. You cannot be with God. So where do you go? You go to the place called hell. You go to the lake of fire after the great white throne judgment. Are you born again this morning? That's why Jesus Christ came down and he died on that cross and he shed his blood. And uh, uh, he didn't die for his own sin. He died for yours. All the sins that you committed, not just outwardly, but inwardly, hateful thoughts and uh, maybe lustful thoughts and uh, maybe even covetousness, jealousy, envy, all those things are sin, and you have committed those sins against, not, uh, not to the people around you, but to a holy God, and you offended the Lord, and that's why Jesus Christ came down, he died for those sins, and he wants you to be his family, he wants you to be uh, 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 his children, and he wants you to be saved. And he was buried, the Bible says, and he rose again on the third day. And he's a living Savior who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he has done the perfect work of salvation, and he wants you to be born again this morning. And he wants to save your soul. If you've never been born again, oh, I encourage you to be saved. Jesus Christ loves you. And Christ wants to live in your life. And Christ wants to make you whole. And Christ wants to help you in this temporary time as you uh, rear your children, as you uh, have a relationship with your husband. And God wants to help you, ladies. Oh, may you be helped by being saved. And that is the most important thing for any wife or lady and or mother to consider in her life. And you might be religious today, but that's not going to cut it. You need to be born again. Doesn't matter how long you've been in church. Doesn't matter if you grew up in Sunday school, if you grew up at a Baptist church even. Are you born again? Have you received Christ as your personal Savior? Is he in your life today? Has he forgiven all your sins? You might know him and not him in your heart. Do you have that connection with the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, the Holy Spirit of God will bear witness of that. If you have any burden today, thinking that you're not saved, and, and this message right here has convicted your heart, I hope you seek some counsel. I hope you uh, 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 seek the Lord at this time so that you know for sure to be saved. So you know that you're in the faith. Because we don't know when we're going to pass away. You don't know when the last day of your life will be. So you need to be saved today. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Oh, be born again. And so with uh, uh, the testimony of Eunice, we see that she was a saved mother. Let me just share with you two wonderful truths concerning her testimony. Letter A, she was a Jew. She was a Jewess. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Then came to Derby, this is Apostle Paul and Barnabas in the first missionary, I mean, second missionary journey, and uh, uh, Apostle Paul and uh, 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 and Silas, I'm sorry, and not Barnabas. It says, uh, Tengami to Derby and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish and believed. This context is talking about 
Timothy, but his mother is mentioned without hesitation. It's clear that she was a Jew. She was probably raised in the law. She was probably raised going to the synagogues, listening to the law and the commandments of God. And if you follow through the missionary journey of Paul, you would notice that Paul had the hardest time in trying to win the Jews. He was an apostle to the Gentiles, the Bible says. But he had his heart for his countrymen. And the very first place he went to in every city was the synagogues. And he wanted to preach the gospel to the Jews, and many of them rejected, and many of them wanted to persecute Paul, and he had the hardest time in trying to win the Jews, and Jews are the ones who are greatly offended by the gospel, and they rejected their Messiah, and Paul's first missionary journey involved stoning by that same crowd, the Jews. In Acts chapter 14, look at verse 19, it says here, then came, there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, and persuaded the people. You see, these Jews were so fanatic and so hateful that they came from a different city to seek Paul to stone him and the Bible says and having stoned Paul drew him out of the city supposing he had been dead Howbeit, as the disciples stood right about him he rose and came to the city and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Darby now what city was Paul when he was stoned in the scripture here he was in Lystra Derby and Lystra and Derby and Lystra was like a sister city And uh, as he was in the city of Lystra, he was stoned by the Jews. Now, Eunice, according to Acts chapter 16, is from that same region of Derby and Lystra. It could have been that Eunice knew of this event very clearly. Maybe even have witnessed the stoning of Paul. And for her to be saved as a Jew was a very big deal in her community. Many of the Jews reject the gospel, even today. They hate Jesus Christ. They hate the Messiah. And they were the same 2,000 years ago. And the Jewish people stoned Paul. And as we think about the persecution that the churches receive from the synagogue and from these uh, people, we see in the scripture that uh, uh, Eunice was also a Jewess who became born again. And this was not probably a light deal in the community for her to be saved. And I'm sure many Jews judged her, judged her to be a blasphemer, traitor of the law, and even Moses. I'm sure she received some different type of persecution, but she gladly received the Lord Jesus Christ with no shame and with no offense. She gladly gladly called Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. What a wonderful testimony of Eunice. And uh, I wonder what's hindering you to be saved as a mother. What are you ashamed of? You know, you might be thinking, oh, my children, they're going to think that, you know, uh, I was never saved. And they're going to look down upon me about about this decision and raising a hand in church. And, and, uh, you know, uh, you might be embarrassed about all that. Because maybe you've been to church all your life, and you might have spoken some religious things, and maybe lived by the principle of the Word of God. But you recognize this morning you're never born again, you're never saved. And I'm sure Eunice was in the same spot, but she recognizes she was a sinner. She recognized that she needed Jesus Christ. And despite of all the other Jews, she was born again. She was saved. She gladly received Jesus as her personal Savior. 
I hope that could be your testimony too. So with that, not only that, she was married to a Gentile husband, a Gentile husband. But his father was a Greek. Talking about Timothy, the, uh, uh, the husband of Eunice was a Greek. Notice the conjunction there, but referring to his mother Eunice being a Jew, this was an interracial marriage. Now, back in those times for the Jews, this was not highly favored or even accepted. The book of Nehemiah, which is closer to the 400 years, silence years between the Old Testament and New Testament. And we see that Nehemiah was very upset that the Jews were having interracial marriages because that would likely get them to serve different idols of the land. And that was strictly forbidden and even considered sinful. And the Grecians and the Greek people had their idols and uh, they had their hedonistic uh, goddess worship. And for uh, 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 a Jew to marry a Greek was a big deal at that time. And we see in the scripture that Timothy's dad is not mentioned by name or talked about concerning his salvation. It could have been that Timothy was raised with only her mother being saved and not his dad. And we see later on that Eunice is found to be very faithful by the words of the Apostle Paul, faithfully teaching her child in the admonition of the Lord, faithfully raising her child despite of her husband being saved, faithfully going through the public judgment of her marrying a Greek and also being a Christian. And can you imagine the Jews looking down on her for being saved, being a Christian now, and uh, uh, being a traitor of the law, being a traitor of Moses, and not only that, she was married to a Greek, and uh, can you see the Jewish people looking down upon her and judging her, but she faithfully executed to be a godly mother, to raise her child Timothy in the way of the Lord and in the scripture, and she was found faithful, why? Because she was saved, she was born again, none of the things moved her to keep on doing what she needed to do as a Christian. You see, being born again makes a huge difference. No matter what you go through in life, hey, I want to encourage you, if you're born again, you have overcome the world. Why? Because Jesus Christ overcome the world. And Jesus Christ is in your life. And Eunice was willing to keep on doing what she needed to do to be a godly mother. Why? Because Christ was in her heart. And Christ was living in her life. And Christ was her priority. It wasn't the Jewish community. It wasn't some people judging her. No, it was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ only. What a wonderful testimony of Eunice. And I hope, as a Christian, not just as, as a mother, but even as a Christian, as a person, that you will be encouraged by this wonderful testimony. What a strong, wonderful lady to keep doing what she needed to do to be a godly Christian. Thank God we're born again. Thank God we could lean on the everlasting arm through different trials and different persecution. And thank God that Jesus Christ said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Thank God he is always there for us. And I believe Eunice claimed that. Why? Because she was saved. Or if you're not saved this morning, you can't claim that. You'll be just tossed to and fro with different trials. And you'll start leaving church. You'll stop reading the Bible. You'll stop, you know, even praying. And you stop doing all the things you're supposed to do in a religious sense. Why? Because you've never been born again. Your life has never been changed. I hope you're saved. And Eunice was saved. Secondly, Eunice, a scriptural mother. 
She was a scriptural mother. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, And that from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. We, we notice Timothy's testimony once again. But Eunice on the background supporting him with her testimony, who taught him the scripture as a child? Her mother. I believe her mother. Charles Wesley, the greatest great composer of the hymns that we sing so often, said, I learned more about God from my mother than all from all the theologians in England. I wonder if your child could say that same testimony about you as mothers. They might say, my mom has the best look. A mom is best dressed. A mom is the smartest person. A mom is the most giving person. A mom is the most sacrificial person. And those things are all wonderful. But would they say, my mom knows the Bible. My mom lives by the Bible. I wonder if your child could claim that about your life. Solomon wrote clearly on his, concerning his own mother's testimony. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. The law of thy mother. By the way, who was Solomon's mother? Bathsheba. Yeah. Now, I know she had no control over the adultery, but can you think about the shame that she had to take on? You see, ladies, it's never too late to be a godly mother. doesn't matter what kind of testimony you had before. Hey, keep on raising your child. Keep on raising your Solomon. Keep on raising your Timothy for the Lord. And do it in the law of the Lord. Do it in the scriptural sense. Do it in the biblical sense. Do not take on the worldly things, my friend. Take on the Bible and live by the Bible. Teach the word of God to your child. Once again, he wrote, Proverbs 6.20, once again, same words, My son, keep thy father's commandments and forsake not the law of thy mother. Would you teach your children, loving them, providing for them, is a duty that God has given you. No doubt about that. But would you teach him the word of God? I still remember when I was a high school student, I got a bad report card. And, uh, you know, it's an embarrassing thing. And, and I wasn't really studious at that time. And I remember uh, uh, giving my report card to my mom. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure many of you heard the uh, uh, Tiger Mom's uh, 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 philosophy of raising children from the Oriental kind of perspective. And, uh, you know, uh, many Oriental moms are very strict about studying and all these different things. And my mom was busy, and, and she was a widow raising four children by herself. And, and she wasn't always there to study with me and, and making sure that I did all my homework. So I was somewhat a little bit careless about my uh, study life. And so uh, uh, during my high school year, I was kind of, you know, uh, uh, slacking off, and I got bad grades. I showed it to her, and and she just kind of lectured me, you need to do better, you could do better. And I just told my mom, Mom, studying is not a gift that I have. And, you know, I just try to be smart, you know. I don't think I'm gifted in studying. You know? And uh, she looked at me and, you know, probably laughed in her own self. And, and, uh, and, 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 you know, instead of chastising me, instead of just, you know, Telling me that I'm pathetic and, and uh, you, your mind is all twisted. You know, she got her Bible. I said, whoa, she's going to get the Bible. <laughs> now, where's she going to go? Where's she going to do? And, uh, and she turned to Philippians. And she quoted out the scripture. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I was even saved. I still remember that. I got saved when I was 18 years old. I think I was about 15. And that still resonates in my life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, my mother could not change me, but the word of God was able to. Yeah. You see, mothers, you could do all that you can to change your child, but God is the one that changes your child. Use the word of God. Use the scripture. Take the Bible. That's why you got to know the Bible. You got to read the Bible. For such a time, you know, you might need it to counsel your child. And, 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 and in every way, I, I hope you teach your child in the way of the Lord and, and know the Bible and teach the Bible. And Eunice was a scriptural mother. Number three, Eunice, a spiritually strong mother. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, meaning sincere, honesty without hypocrisy, unfeigned faith that is in thee which thou first, and thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting out of my hands. The unfeigned faith, unfeigned meaning sincere without hypocrisy, who so are spiritually strong to be honest and sincere and true. And do you have a faith that is unfeigned this morning? By the way, your testimony does affect the next generation. What do you do today? What you do today can determine what your children does tomorrow. We think about the scripture first, Lois, and then Eunice, and then Timothy. That's three generations right there for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lois had to make her decision to be faithful to the Lord, to be sincere through different trials and difficulties. And Eunice had to make her own decision to be faithful to the Lord. And Timothy also had to make his own decision. I'm 35 years old this year. My faithfulness to the Lord cannot be hanging on my mom's testimony. Not anymore. What she had taught me, and she taught me. Now what I'm doing today, I do it as an individual to my Savior, Jesus Christ. And hopefully, my child will do the same in the next generation. Will make their own decision to be faithful, spiritually strong. This cannot be done just because you have a heritage. No, it has to be a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Just because you're faithful today doesn't guarantee you that maybe your child will be faithful. That's why you've got to be unfeigned faith. You've got to have the unfeigned faith. You've got to be spiritually strong, faithfully executing your testimony every single day of your life and, and doing your best and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and praying for your child and be there for your child. And, and, and pray that they will make their own decision in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they will be spiritually strong in their own selves and making the wise decisions. I think about Timothy, Eunice's son. It is known that Timothy became a martyr for Christ in Ephesus. And the Fox's Book of Martyrs records this. And uh, we see he, Timothy, zealously governed the church until A.D. 97. At this period, as the pagans were about to celebrate a feast called Catagonium, 
Timothy meeting the procession, severely proved them for their ridiculous idolatry. We so experated the people that they fell upon him with their clubs and beat him in so dreadful a manner that he expired of the bruises two days later. We see Timothy died with an unfeigned faith. Sincere, honest, and true. Why? Because his mother, he witnessed her mother as a Christian doing the same thing, living for God with the unfeigned faith. And that encouraged her and him. And as an individual, he made his own decision to die for the Lord Jesus Christ. He wasn't going to stand for this ridiculous, idolatrous worship. He preached against it. And as he did so, he faced martyr. And Timothy was able to go through what he had to go through because it was first in Grandmother Lois and then Eunice. And the unfeigned faith is found through trials and difficulties. And mothers, the trials you go through is a wonderful opportunity. Because our trials is only for a season, right? And God will make a way of escape, the Bible says. There are no temptation taking you, but says common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. You see, our trial is only for a season. What you do in that trial is very crucial. And how are you going to handle those trials in your life? Are you going to have an unfeigned faith like Eunice? Because your child is watching. And your grandchildren also are watching. Would you be spiritually strong today? Not yesterday, but today. Not tomorrow, but today. And faithfully execute this testimony. God is able to help you. God is able to strengthen you. Let me... Encourage you with this last scripture, and I'm done. Proverbs 31, verse 28 through 30. Could you read this with me? Verse 28 and 29. Ready? Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Wow. You know, virtuous woman was not saying, look how virtuous I am. No. Children... And her husband praised her. And ladies, I understand you're the weaker vessel. You need more encouragement. Uh, but you cannot in any way shout for encouragement all the time. And we want to encourage you. But through trials and difficulties, have the unfeigned faith. And keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Others will praise you. Just wait for it. Others will encourage you, your husband, your children. And then verse 30 and 31, I think we have one more scripture there. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Just do your best for the Lord Jesus Christ as a godly mother. The praise will come. And by the way, it's not the outward appearance, it's the inward heart that counts. And ladies, I hope you dedicate your heart to the Lord and fear the Lord and keep the commandments of the Lord and be a godly mother like Eunice. And if you're a father, if you're a, just a single adult, I want to encourage you 
You have the unfaith faith as well. Live for the Lord, no matter what other people say. And Eunice had to go through a lot to be a Christian in the community of the Jews. And also, uh, just marrying a, 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 a Greek, that was a little stain for her. But through it all, she did her best. And she raised her child. And she had the spiritual strength to keep going. And I hope as a Christian that you're challenged by that too.